You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Psalm 65 is our main text today, and we're going to talk about a generous God. My goal is to magnify God's unceasing and abundant provision. Unceasing, walang katapusan, abundant, napakarami. Overflowing provision for His sons and His daughters. That's all of us. All of us here today. And um, during prayer and fasting, uh, we write faith goals. Or maybe if you didn't join us in prayer and fasting, I'm sure that when the year started, you wrote something down as faith goals. How many, how many of us here today may mga faith goals? Taas na kamay. Come on. Okay, sino sa inyo nasa top three ang finances or financial breakthrough ang faith goals? Raise your hands. Sino? Sige, yung iba, hindi kayo be-bless ni Lord. Sige. Nagtaas bigla, you know? Ako, 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 nasa top five. It's there. It's always there. It's always there. But after the preaching today, after the word from God today, okay, I'm not promising that the money in your wallet would increase. I'm not, okay? I'm not. But my goal here is to show through the word of God and by the power of the revelation of the Holy Spirit, we would know that a long-lasting breakthrough that can actually, longer than 2017, is actually a relationship with God. A deeper knowledge of who He is. Deeper knowledge. Okay, maybe we know the character of God. We memorize it. But it's different when you actually know God and have a relationship with Him. I remember um, the very first scripture that I ever memorized in my whole entire life. It's Matthew 6.33, where it says, Jesus wept. Yung iba hindi pa rin nagets. Bible. Goal ko naman, magbasa kayo ng Bible. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you, unto us. Seek Him first. Not seek righteousness or forgiveness. Not seek treasures. Not seek Him first. Only Him. Then Jesus can actually be the breakthrough for your life. There has to be a breaking in before breakthrough happens. And the breaking in happens in us, in us. Alamo, um, sometimes I always say that as a pastor, uh, I, I feel like I'm also a cardiologist. Because I always question the heart, talk about the heart. Well, when we use God's word, uh, it should penetrate the heart. I see now that as a pastor, we are also like op- an optometrist. Optometrist rin kami. Because sometimes we have to align your focus. Sometimes we get too defocused or, or we lose sight. Okay? Our faith is, remember, not by sight. We lose sight of stuff that, that, that we don't see clearly. Example, when I say about generosity, what is generosity to you? Most of the time, generosity for us, for us, it pertains to material stuff, right? Earthly things, money, possessions. When, 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 when you call somebody generous because he or she has blessed you with something. For, for us, that is generosity. But that's, that's just a part of generosity. A small part, to say the least, of generosity. How many of you here, for 2016, you know that it's a, actually a breakthrough year for you? Come on, raise your hands. 2016 is a breakthrough year, okay? 
mga one third. Okay, how many of us here you're praying that 2017 is a breakthrough year for you? Come on, yung iba ayon nyo or maaga palang tulog na kayo sa service. Before we claim 2017 to be a uh, to, to be our a breakthrough year for us, we have to believe and declare His word, the word of God, His very word in the Bible. We have to declare it. Before we, before we actually, alam mo yun, bago natin pitasin yung bunga, bago natin namnamin at enjoy yung harvest, we have to declare who He is. Psalm 65 talks about a generous God, a God that would not withhold anything from us. And we, but, but, but we have to declare it. Declare God's word. I remember in the Bible said, Isaiah 55 verse 11, that my word would not come to, back to me empty. It won't. It would achieve the purpose that it was set out for. We have to claim it every day of our lives. But then again, if we just hold the Bible as our emergency kit, we don't, we don't read it, we don't declare it, we don't know God. If you don't read your Bible, you cannot know God. Okay? Again, if you, if you just come to church on Sunday, even listen to the podcast, even try to memorize all the, all the preachings, if you don't read your Bible, it's hard to know God. Then it's different when you declare God's God's word in your life, claim it for your, for your for your very lives. So we have to declare it. Okay? Can I hear amen? amen. Come on, amen. amen. Okay, praise God. Okay, okay, Pastor Tito. Binubuhay ko si Pastor Tito. In uh, Psalm, turn your Bibles to Psalm sixty-five. Said, "Praise is due to you, O God and Zion, and to you shall vows be performed." Oh, you who hear prayer, to you shall, shall all flesh come. Initially, palang this 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 verse is uh, uh, this chapter uh, Psalm sixty-five is actually a song, a song, a declaration, thanksgiving, declaring, declaring God's 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 bounty that abounds in us. The context of this is that the previous year, during the previous year, there was a drought, so the harvest was low. But this time around, there's a bountiful harvest, and they praise, praise Him. Not praise Him, if you read carefully, not praise Him because you have given us all things. No. Praise. Sometimes we praise God when we're okay, but when we're not okay, we forget to praise God. We neglect that. Praise, like, like as, as, um, as our campus missionary a while ago, Kat Napolitano said, praise is do His name every time. It doesn't matter about your circumstances. It's every time, every day. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you choose and bring near. To dwell in your courts, he shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. These verses are pro- professing about a generous Savior. That we don't only have a generous God, we don't only serve a generous God, but he's, we, He is also a generous Savior. I think it, we, we knew, we know that Abba Father sacrificed His own Son for us, for you and I, to celebrate today, to enjoy the life that we have today. A generous Savior is one who hears our prayers, one who saves us, and one who qualifies us, qualifies us, and satisfies us. Himay-himayin natin. Verse 2, One who hear prayer to you shall all flesh come. Pastor, I've been praying. I'm still single today. 
does that mean that he hasn't heard your prayer? Again, he, heard, he hears all our prayers. He hears all our prayers. To the fact that he hears all prayers from all people. He doesn't separate. Okay, I'm going to grant the prayer for this group because they're holy people. This group here in the middle is not so holy. Kunyari lang ha, peace. So, their prayer requests are next, are just next on the list. If I ever remember. The third group, this is, kunyari lang po. Kunyari lang po, peace. The third group, these are the people that are really going to somewhere else. <laughs> so I'm never gonna, no, I'm never gonna hear their prayers. No, God is not like that. To you shall all flesh come, all flesh, everyone's prayers will be heard from a mighty God, from a generous Savior. I remember um, before my kids went to school, they had an entrance assessment test. And I was kind of scared at first. Four years old or five years old, they were being assessed. And I thought about it. Hindi pa nga sila nag-school, ina-assess na sila. What are they going to say? How, how, how they're going to perform? Because, if, because if, if, if they didn't pass that assessment, they wouldn't be allowed school. But in God, He qualifies all and He calls us all. His sons and His daughters. Everyone who believes in Him are called His sons and daughters. And all of us are qualified to be in, inside His court. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Iniquities, injustices, sin, you're atoned. What's atone? Atone means to make amend. Make amend means there's something wrong, then it will be made right. Transgression is that wrongdoing or something that was wrong. And He made it right. Not us. Not us. We couldn't do anything. That's why our generous God, who's a generous Savior, saved us, made all things that were wrong correct again for you and I. Atonement is the work of Christ on the cross to earn our salvation. Our salvation, He made it right. Because He wants to be with us. He wants us to be able to go to Him. He wants to enjoy. He wants us to enjoy His company and His presence. To be in His presence. But we cannot do so. Why? Because there's a great gap there. Our sin. We don't have any participation in that cross. Only our sin. There's no way for us to earn our salvation. So our generous God, who's a generous Savior, made a way through His Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 4, You chose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of our house, the holiness of your temple. That's why we need to praise God. He made a way. Now He chose us. He qualifies us. He chose us. He qualifies us. And now He wants us to enjoy His presence. But do we enjoy His presence? Or are we still waiting? I'm already inside the court, but still I'm still waiting. I'm already in the presence of the Lord and I'm still waiting. Waiting for what? Waiting for rewards. Earthly rewards. Worldly rewards. Why? Tangible things. Things, temp- temporary things. Things that will actually last just small time. That's sometimes we are our focus. When, when our hearts are ungrateful, we don't actually focus on God, but only focus on ourselves. When we're focused on ourselves, yes, we know, we feel like He is a big God. 
But it seems like he, do, he hasn't done anything for us. Remember, He gave us our life back. He gave us our life. He gave us hope that is eternal. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. Satisfied not in the things that He has given us, but satisfied just to be in His mere presence. That's the satisfaction we should be seeking for. I remember, um, I remember about story about the Samaritan woman that uh, Jesus met at the well, Jacob's well. And um, when, when they were talking, Jesus actually offered him not, not just to... Remember, she was an outcast. That's why she was there in the middle of the, in middle of the day. Because he couldn't be seen, he couldn't be with the other ladies. He couldn't mingle. He was there noontime. Because he can't be, because of, his, of her sin. But what qualifies her and what, how Jesus offered satisfaction, hope. My prayer is that we will be like that Samaritan woman. That when we are in his presence, we know that he gives us that living water. That it's more than enough. We are satisfied in him. Generous God. Um, and a generous, who is a generous savior? Who amongst you, you know somebody who is really generous? Maybe, in the, maybe you have it in the top of your head. Here are actually top 20 most generous people in the world. First one is Bill Gates. Gave away 27 billion uh, US dollar in charity. Um, I'm not going to mention all of them. I'm just going to mention those people that ring, the, the, the names that ring, uh, ring a bell. Like uh, Warren Buffet. He's close second at 21 billion. Soros, uh, Michael, Boom, Michael Bloomberg, uh, Mark Zuckerberg gave away 1.6 billion. And uh, 28th is Larry Uy. For me, the most generous person I know is Jason Chua. No, General Jason Chua. Actually, my parents. My parents are the most generous person that I know. But they would give up everything. They would give me everything, anything that I ask. But, but you know what? Nothing that they can do, or even though they give up everything, it can never earn my way to heaven. Parents, you know this. You would like, as much as you can, you would like to do anything and everything for your children. But they need to have their own faith. They can never earn no amount of insurance, assurance, kahit ano klaseng insurance, would earn their way to heaven. Only the cross of Jesus Christ assures them of life eternal, that they would enjoy heaven. In Ephesians 1 verse 7 said, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. According to the riches of His grace. It's too long to, to put in the keynote, but I'll read it. This is what Jesus did for you and I. In Isaiah 52, He was pierced for our transgression. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up. As many were astonished at you, his appearance was marred beyond human semblance. Talking about Jesus. And his form beyond that of children of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which he has not been told them, they see. And that which they have not heard, they understand. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom he has the arm of the Lord has been revealed. 
For he grew up before like a young a plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty. What he should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A sorrow, a man of sorrows and acquaint, acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought, that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned away everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity us all. And yet at times we forget to praise God. How can a father just turn around or close his eye on his son being the ultimate sacrifice. Being sinless. A man that was sinless. Carrying all the sins of everyone. Being put on a cross. Being dragged around. Being persecuted. And yet all of those, not to gain recognition for his son. But to gain our lives back. He is a generous God, and He deserves our praise. Come on, let's give God praise. But maybe there are moments that instead of praising God, you, you, are, you cannot do so because instead of being in the green pasture or enjoying life, it seems like there, there's a drought, there's, that you're in a desert. And, and, and nothing, can, nothing can actually survive in a desert. Maybe you're experiencing doubt, fear, or even sometimes worry. That, that could actually inhibit you from enjoying, from enjoying, from recognizing a generous God. Maybe it's fear, doubt, worry, anxiety. I, I, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you... you it's because of an answered prayer. You've been praying to God, Lord, can you just give me this? This is all I need. My family to be restored again. Or, or, or uh, Lord, maybe an unanswered uh, prayer from, or a request from your loved ones, from your, from your dad, that now limits you. Limits you from how to look at God. But then again, the assurance is from God. In verse 5, shows here His awesome deeds. talks about the creation. By awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness. God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. Showing how limitless His, his, his reach, the ends of the earth, how high, how low, whatever situation you are in. The one who, by his strength, established the mountains being girded with might. You say, Pastor, actually, it's the, my problem is the mountain. I cannot focus on God because there's a big mountain on the way. I cannot even praise him or give the praise that is due his name because my view of who he is is, is, is obstructed. Go back again to the word which said, 
who by his strength established the mountains being girded with might. The power is from him again. Who, who put that mountain there? Why is there a mountain? Who created the mountains? He gives us now that strength to move on. Yes, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a climbing mountain faith that you need. But then who would sustain you? Go back again to the generous God, the generous Savior. He did not just save you, but He would sustain you. He would sustain us. When you're climbing that mountain, He would push us. He would give us the power and the might and the strength. He creates mountains, but He also can move mountains. Amen? He can move any mountain, clear any mountain. And make you that conqueror. Make you to conquer those mountains. Who stills the roaring of the seas. The roaring of their waves. The tumult of the people. Tumult means confusion. When, 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 when problems comes our way. When, when despair comes our way. When testing comes our way. Rely again on that saving grace that gives us strength. And assures us of deliverance. Assure us that we will be delivered. Philippians 4 verse 13 said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not I can do all things on my own because I am powerful. No. Again, go back again to the cross of Jesus Christ. Remember the empty tomb. The empty tomb gives us hope. Hope that is eternal. That's why we can say praise. We can praise His name always. Because He did not just save us, but He will deliver you and I. Verse 8. So that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at their signs. You make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. That's why we have to continually shout for joy. That's why when, we come, when you come to church, you have to smile. Okay? If if I can put um if I can put like a, a GoPro or any any uh, time lapse any phone on on, on on the door when you come to, when you come into church sometimes you even like even bow down but praises should be in our hearts praises should be in our faces why because you're entering you're entering His presence and that no one is exempted with that praise has to be always in Him praise to be His name. Praise to be His name. Remember our earlier preaching, Oh, come, taste, and see that the Lord is good. Because He is good always. He is good all the time. That's why we need to praise Him. A generous God that we, that we have. Come on, let's give God praise. Come on, let's shout for joy. Come on. Shout for joy. Everybody now. Shout for joy. Sing His praises. My Joy has to be seen by people around us. Joy. I remember a story about about about, uh, about the song uh, "Great is Thy Faithfulness." Remember that song, "Great is Thy Faithfulness." You know that person who wrote the song. He actually lost. His family. He's a very rich businessman. And they were supposed to go to England. But on the day of their trip, 
he had to stay. Why? Because he has a business appointment that he can never miss. So he said to his family, why don't you go ahead and I'll follow you. The ship that was carrying their family sank. Everybody died. Everyone. The wife and the children died. Now, he was supposed to go to England to claim the bodies of his family. When he wrote the song. Grabe, di ba? When he was about to claim the dead family members, he wrote the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Because he knew, because he has a relationship with God, he knew that everything might have been taken away from me, but not my faith. Not my Lord. Lord, you still save me. Yes, I might be alone, but Lord, I'm not really alone because you're still with me. That's, why, that's how he wrote the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness, during an adversity like that. Generous God, generous Savior, and our generous provider. He provides. My prayer is that our focus is not on the earthly material things. He would provide. You know how He provides? He provides over and beyond that. Satisfaction is just in, in him, just His mere presence. But how He provides in verse 9 said, You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain for so you have prepared it. My, my, my wife right now is into, um, into succulents. You know succulents? They, they look like cactus, succulents. And, 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 and I remember uh, even before, people would say that she doesn't have a green thumb. Every, every, everything that she tries to make it grow actually doesn't grow except me, okay? I'm the only thing that she takes care of that actually grows. And people were saying, okay, you don't have a green thumb, so how, so how would you... How would you make them grow? But she grows them now, okay? She calls, she calls them uh, her babies, okay? Hindi siya buntis. Pag sinabi niya babies, yung mga succulents niya yun. She was actually um, taught by Bing in, 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 how to, in how to start all of this. But then again, it goes back to who provides for everything. Even the soil is from God, right? So who gives us the ability to produce wealth? It's God. He gives us the soil. Yeah, maybe you bought the seed somewhere. Or you transplant from somewhere. But still, the seed or the transplant still comes from God. The water that's needed is, is from God. Mineral water yun eh. Ano yung component? The basic component. Where did it come from? It still comes from God. She would put it under the sun. And then she would actually uh, put it under the shade. Because they can't, to be, they can't be under the sun all the time. The sun that makes plants grow is still from God. He provides for everything that we need. He would over and, over and beyond. You see that tree? My wife didn't plant that. It's a mango tree across our house. Nobody actually waters this plant. But every year, around March, April, or May, we would be outside harvesting the mango. Okay, nobody. Can you see the dry ground under it? You know why? Because cars park under it. Okay, nobody waters it except the dogs and the cats. What are you praying for? Is it a relationship? Is it is it a business that is that for you seems like dying? Is it the career? Is it your grades in school? Whatever it is, the Lord shall provide. 
He's Jehovah Jireh. He provides for everything. Our generous God, the generous God that we serve, is our generous Savior and our generous provider. Main point today is that God's generosity is magnified in His grace of salvation and abundant provision. Look beyond what people see. Look beyond your sight. Look at the faith. Strengthen it. Stretch it. Verse 10 says, You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with riches. The pastures of wilderness overflow the hill. Hills geared themselves with joy. The promised wagon tracks there from God actually doesn't just, doesn't just go on the paved road. Even on rocky, thorny grounds. Even on rocky ground that there seems like no vegetation can ever, can, can ever survive. He assures that it can survive according to your faith and it will be given unto you. Verse 13, the valleys decks themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. Our response to a generous God instead of fear, doubt, worry should be unceasing praise. Unceasing praise. Alam mo yung sakit na yung kamay mo, wala ka ng boses sa kakasigaw, puno, uh, namamagana yung kamay mo sa kakapalakpak. Unceasing praise. Hope that is eternal. Hope, hope means you don't see it, you, you, you can't see it now, but then you have hope. Why? Because of your faith. You know He saved you. You know He gave you everything and He will sustain you. Hope that is eternal and unending joy. Joy that is all... Joy that when you see whatever uh, circumstances you have, you see, you don't see, you know. You know that you're complete. You know that your joy is in Him. God's people should reflect His generosity. Do people see it? God's generosity is in His people. Remember, in the onset, we said it is for His sons and His daughters. But can people see it? It has to be seen. It has to be evident. I'm not saying after services, lapit ka dito, share ka ng Pera, bigay ka ng envelope. Gano. No, 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 no. It, it, it's not there. It's in that joy and in that peace that you carry all around you. It has to be seen. And it has to be shared. It's not just for you. The psalmist, the psalmist wrote Psalm 65 as a declaration, as a song. And it also is to be given to our next generation. Not just for the people then. But it has to be given. The generosity that we show now, because of God, because it has to be shared and people, our children, has to see it. Even to our children's children. Okay? Our children should profess. In the, in the earlier services, we ask, uh, who's the most generous person? Did you know? And almost all of them would say, parents, my mom, my dad. The next generation should see, the next generation should experience, and the next generation should be able to, to grasp it in part, uh, for, for, for impartation. And next time, they'll be the one to give out that generosity that comes from God. They have to, it has to be seen, it has to be shared. I remember um, Pastor Timothy Keller saying, God's grace and forgiveness, while free to the recipient, are always costly for the giver. From the earliest parts of the Bible, it was understood that, that, that God could not forgive without sacrifice. No one who is seriously wrong can just forgive the perpetrator. But when you forgive, that means you absorb the loss and the debt. You bear it yourself or forgiveness. Then it's costly. 
It's not on us, the recipient. We only receive all of this. It's because we have a generous God, Abba Father, who gave everything for you and I. Remember in the Bible, remember that widow who gave two pennies to the, to the temple? And Jesus was actually honoring her. Because it's not about the amount. It's not. It's never about the amount. That's why it's not about the earthly treasures. Read through the book, through the book of wisdom in Proverbs. Want to fear, you want to fear the Lord? You, you want the wisdom? You want to know God more? It's never about. It's more, it's more than gold. It's more than treasure. But it's about, about seeking Him. Seeking Him. Seeking His heart. And knowing that you are obeying. Obeying and honoring Him in everything. In Romans 8 verse 32 it says, He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him us for all, how will He not also, along with Him, graciously give us things? Give us all things. Can you just give the Lord a clap offering? And then we're going we're gonna to praise Him with a song. But Father, I pray, Lord. I pray... In our hearts, Father, Lord, that you have opened something, Lord God. You have dug a deep well. And Lord, now the the water is actually overflowing. Overflowing with joy. Overflowing with gladness. Lord, I pray, Lord, for any spirit, Lord God, of apathy, of of, uh, undecisiveness, Lord God, ungratefulness, unforgiveness, Lord God. I pray over all of this, Father. Lord, that you take a hold of it, Lord God, and you trash it, Lord. Thank you that the ultimate sacrifice always going back again to your son Jesus. It's not about the amount, the quantity, or the quality that we have, or what we ought to have in our minds and in hearts. Father, Lord, to always focus on who you are. Focus on what you have done. Focus on a heart that should be grateful, should give you praise. Always. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.